Yes Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Yes, have some. Long hair, Mark. Uh-huh. <laughs> now he does. Hi, everybody. Hey, how are we doing? Yo, whoa, what's up? Good evening. You caught us in conversation again. <laughs> he walked in on us again. Mark, are we recording a podcast right now? We're doing it. So. We're just deciding like, to do it. I feel like I've forgotten how to do it. It's been a couple weeks. It's, it's been so we've been working it's been so long. We've had, we've had a stress free couple weeks. Oh, just <laughs> smooth sailing. Yes. It's been mm-hmm. so smooth, and it's been smooth so and. I'm sailing. I sail now. I'm a sailor. Uh, cool. Welcome yes. everybody to what do we call this thing again? Yes, have some. Yes, have some podcast. Thank you. Episode seventy nine. We're we're rearing eighty. Is that how yeah, cool. getting up there. Is that what you we're rearing it. We're rearing. We're rearending eighty. <laughs> we're rearing towards eighty. Uh, my name's Craig Goldberg. I'm here with my co-hosts, as always, Abigail Gardner. What's up, everybody? Jacob Walsh. Hi, guys. And uh, we're just here because two years ago we decided to sit down and start talking into a microphone to see if anybody wanted to listen to our thoughts and opinions. And uh, it's been almost two years. We're still not sure if anybody wants to listen to us, but mm-hmm. they seem to mm-hmm. because they, they're, they're coming out in droves. <laughs> yes, have some group therapy on Facebook has been popping. It's been popping. It's been flying off the chain. That's our official Facebook discussion group. Uh, it's where we put all of our threads. Today we put up the Avengers affi- affi- Affinity. Affair. I have <laughs> affinity for this affinity, movie. The uh, Avengers Infinity War thread. It's more of love. Uh, and that's, you know, we talk about stress a lot on our show. And people come and they stress out. And it's funny because for the most part, people stress out about movies and television shows. But every now and then yeah. somebody will kind of put something a little bit more personal like, oh, <laughs> my kid got an F on the report card. I'm stressed oh, out. That's real. And it's just like uh, delete, remove from group. We're <laughs> Buy not, a toy. Sorry. We're not here for real world stress. No, dude. <laughs> so, I don't need that. Um, but Jake, what? How, how are you, man? How, what have you been up to, man? I'm good, man. I'm just like, I'm just still feeling weird because I'm, I'm pretty sure you use the, the phrase, it's flying off the chain. Whoa. I said that? Yeah, you said that, and I'm like, what does that even mean? It's, 2017 it's flying off the chain? Is that a new thing? So you've heard the term off the chain, right? I, I have, yeah. Okay, and you've heard the term flying off the shelf, right? Yes. Yeah. Right, like a product's flying off the shelf. So if, if a person is flying off the chain, it means – it means nothing. I, I, I have no idea what the – here's what it means. It means it that – It means they were chained up to begin with, so that's – it means they were chained up against their will. Hmm. 
Right. And we're not talking about Gerald's game right now. We're not talking about Gerald's Woo! game. And they, wo- they woke up in like a saw scenario chained to a bar. And okay. then they realized they're in the hangar of an airplane. And they're flying now. Mm, they got to get off the chain. It's, they got to get off the plane. It's saw if it's saw in space is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think it sounds good. And we've completely derailed. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode 79. Uh, if somebody could make us some sort of meme that says flying off the chain, I would love that. <laughs> uh, Abigail, how are you? I'm flying off the chain right now. Thank you. <laughs> it's catching on. It's, I like it. It's everywhere. It's catching on, yeah. You can't stop it. Um, All the cool kids are saying it. Mm-hmm. Wildfire. Abigail. Yeah. What have you been up to? What have you, have you been, you had a birthday? I did. I had a birthday. Got some good yep. treats. What'd you get? Did you get a present? Yeah, I got from you some cool presents. Thank you. Uh, got a couple electric light orchestra albums. Yes. I guess ELO. Whenever I say electric light orchestra, people are like, <laughs> you mean ELO? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Well, that's like, I listen to Yes Have Some. You mean YHS? YHS? It's, it's like, like it's yes, a, that's what I meant. It's alternate. It's a good, yeah. But, um, yeah, I got two albums and uh, also um, a Childish Gambino album because the internet, which also has, like, a 75-page screenplay that, like, Donald wow. ever just threw in. I know. I was, like, mad. I was, like, dude. He's really trying to get that screenplay sold, huh? Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm thinking about buying it. Dude. I'm thinking about sending him a... I just want to put that guy on the map, you know? Yeah, he needs... <laughs> he really needs to get his start. Um, but yeah, no, I've actually been watching Atlanta too, speaking of Donald Glover, um, which is uh, fun. I watched a couple episodes of that on my birthday. Got a couple books too. Real quick. Anytime I talk about Donald Glover to try to sound cool, I accidentally call him Lucas Glover. And for uh, nobody listening to this show knows, Lucas Glover is just some random, not even popular professional golfer. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I'm, so when trying to talk about Donald Glover and like, you know, be kind of cool and kind of hip and kind of with it. And then I say Lucas Glover, and you're like, oh, that's the dumbest, boring, whitest thing you could ever say. Yeah. So, no uh, points earned. No points. I'm an asshole. What can I say? Deduction. Uh, but yeah, so you got a uh, oh, I looked up Lucas Glover. I did, I'm glad I didn't get an album from Lucas Glover. Uh, yeah, I got 112263. I also got uh, Richard Bachman, uh, which obviously is Stephen King as well. Spoiler. Um, spoiler, guys. Stephen King. I got the book Thinner, which uh, I'm excited. You also got me a copy of Salem's Lot, which was the um, book club edition. It's got a really sweet cover, and I like it. So there you go. Jake, have you read Salem's Lot? I did. Um, I just finished it, actually, oh, yeah. and it's very good. It's It's been one of the fun ones. Cool, man. I'm excited because um, it's one of the early books, too, and I like mm-hmm. to read the It's like his third book, I think. Yeah. So I'm pumped for that, and uh, – I got some other treats, too. I think I got, like, a Coochie Kopi, which is the Bob's Burgers, um, little, like, uh, Louise's Nightlight character, which I love. And I've been wanting to get uh, Coochie Kopi's, like, the rarest of the blind bags that I buy, um, the Bob's Burgers, the kid robot toys. Ooh, you I love blind one. bags. Yeah, I love them. So I was really happy to get that figure specifically because it's rare and it's sweet and it's in my uh, fancy shelf now. So mm-hmm. looks cool. good. Sounds good. So, yeah, thanks for the treats. Jake, you been, Yo. uh, what have you been watching? What have you been reading? Anything? Oh boy, I'm still trying to I'm still trying to trudge through uh, the first book in the Dark Tower series. Uh, with Idris um, Elba. So it's correct. Getting getting to the end of it, I got about I think I got about 60, 70 pages left, so I'm almost done with that. Okay. And then I'm gonna burn it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Dude. trying to get through that. Uh, cool. A glowing review of the Gunslinger from. It's awful. Yeah. Yes, have some Jacob Walsh. Yeah. Um, if there's I can't a- wait to read it now. 
Jay, real quick. So, Abby, Jay, it's so good. Just, Jay, give me the 30-second version. Why does it suck? Um, It makes no sense. There's no, like, structure to what's happening. There's no – it. I, I think – I'm not sure because I haven't read the other ones, but it does feel like – a book that just picks up in the middle of a story, except it picks up in the middle of a story where nobody knows what they're doing, where they come from. They don't remember anything. And it's just people, it's not, there's nothing happening. It's, it's very unexciting. There's, there's no, there's, it's just nothing. It's just like, it's like a Seinfeld thing. Yeah. There's a, there's another famous story. Uh, Whoa. Jake, you all right? I'm good. Nightly Side of Black. Um, Guys, I will tell you though. Earlier today, too bad we weren't recording earlier today because the building right beside ours has apartments upstairs. Yeah, and some one of them caught on fire. Oh, and there was like there were like three or four, you know, fire engines out here, cops, all kinds of shit. It was crazy. Wow, it's like the village people were almost on Yes Have Some podcasts. There's yeah, like, there was a Native American. There was, yeah, yeah. there was a. Uh, it was a biker. The no. village people scene from Wayne's World 2 is the funniest the thing best. ever. I uh, want to yeah. do that costume for Dragon Con, but then we would just look like the village people. We just yeah. Like, yeah exactly. They're like, no, we're village people from Wayne's World. No, but for, <laughs> you know, for the scene. I want to go home. Uh, I didn't even get to make my joke earlier about, well, let's just pretend that we didn't have the whole discussion about the Valdosta Fire Department. Cool. And I was like, hey, Jake, there's another famous story that starts right in the middle. It's called uh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it does. But one of them makes sense and and is interesting and is fun to to watch. And yeah. one's I mean, not. What does Star Wars have that the Gunslinger doesn't have? C three PO. Oh, <laughs> uh, there you got go. it, got it. Yeah, but does it have know. sand? Oh, it does have sand. There you go. That's one so, thing they both have in common. So it's basically the same thing. Dude, They're I respect that your devotion to Stephen King, though, is like making you trudge through the book and that you're doing Yeah, this. I mean, I mean, and I, there, there are what, seven or eight uh, books in the series. And, I, and, I, and it, I'm not like opposed to maybe picking, picking up the second book later down the road. But it, this has been out of all the Stephen King books I've read so far, which I think this is my, uh, this is like I think my sixteenth book since last December uh-huh. that I've gone through, and and this is has been my least favorite, the hardest to get through, and that in, is including Dolores Claiborne, which I, I was also about to bring did that not up. like. Yeah, it would that was easier to get through than this. Like I'm, I'm just I'm ready to get this over with so I can move on to you know, other, other Stephen King books. Yeah, dude. Um, I heard Dolores Claiborne doesn't have, uh, chapter breaks in it. So it doesn't at all. And I mean, it's not, it's not a, it's not like a bad, I didn't think that that book was bad, but it's definitely different from any of the other Stephen King things that I've read so far, you know? Right. I think it's cool that your devotion to Stephen King and your love of these books does not prevent you from being like, no, that shit fucking sucks. Yeah, because I, I mean, think it's I'm not hard. Gonna... Yeah, it's hard when you love like like we all love like I Steven Spielberg is my favorite director, but mm-hmm. War of the Worlds to me is a piece of garbage. Yeah, and okay. I can say I just don't like it. I I watched it in yeah. theaters and I was like I don't maybe maybe I'll like it next time I see it if I ever do that again. But like when when you love uh you know a creator or when you, even when you love a television show like I think one of the things that causes a lot of fights like in the nerd community is like the blind devotion. Yes. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I think all of us went through that to a certain extent with, the call. with Ghostbusters Answer the Call where we were so wrapped up in wanting to love that movie and wanting to be the ones who championed it that it took a while to be able to step back and just look at it more objectively and be able to say, okay, these things are good. These things are pretty bad. Um, but right. And I think that's the origin of like war are like stress sessions and talking about stresses because we do love things so much and we fall for authors and creators and actors. And it's like, I was thinking about this today. Like, um, I've gotten really into chance the rapper and he was on SNL, uh, on my birthday weekend, actually. Oh, and, he hosted. Yeah, he hosted. And whenever I, like, have an opportunity to watch a host that I'm getting into, it's that trepidation of, like, you know, you want to love it, and are you going to be, like, rose-colored glasses, like, watching this without a realistic um, viewpoint? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it is your love for that person going to overshadow, like, whether or not it's a good performance? And that's why it's always nerve-wracking to watch well, someone go on SNL for me because it is live and it's like, well, are they going to fuck up? Are they going to ruin the crush? You know what I mean? Athletes and musicians have a long history of underperforming as actors, especially on SNL. So I thought he did a pretty good he job. He did good, though. He did, he good, did good. Um, so he'll be happy to hear that Abby approves. Yeah, he'll. I'm glad he's listening. Um, so cool. So, yeah, I think, like I said, you see, and because we're about to talk about Justice League, and we're going to be talking about um, Avengers. Those yeah. are kind of two. oh, we're hitting the big, the big two, huh? Yeah, the big two, um, hitting them together. You know, and then yes, have some, which is kind of the Avengers or Justice League of podcasting. A lot of people don't realize right. this. Please don't call us the Justice. League. We are the Justice League of podcasts, and iTunes ratings start to drop. Uh, <laughs> no, I think like um, I think these are like people. It's okay. This is where. It's tough, right? Because when you're dealing with source material that people have such a long time love and passion for, there are people who are diehard DC Comics fans and people who are diehard Marvel Comics fans, right? And then you have people who are more like me who I just – I don't really read a lot of comics. I'm more focused on the movies. Like I love the MCU. I have not been that impressed with the DC Extended Universe, but – Batman is my favorite superhero, and the Dark Knight trilogy and Batman 89 are some of my favorite movies of all time. Right. Mm-hmm. So my perspective is going to be different than somebody who is a diehard comic fan and somebody who – and then you have people who love the comics and also love the movies and you know have trouble separating those things and seeing them as different entities. So you, there's so many different angles to hit these things, and that's that's why we do what we do because we love – Breaking it down and talking about those different angles. That's why. That's why. That's why I'm doing. I don't know what. I don't know what you guys are doing, but that's what I'm doing. Um, do you guys agree with that statement? Yeah. No. For sure. There's so many sides to come at for for like comic book movies. You know. Right. So right. It, it's it's hard to. There's just, I mean, like you just said, I mean, there's there's people who have never picked up a comic in their life, you know, and my and might love a, a specific comic book movie, but to someone who's read a comic, maybe that movie is nothing like what they think it should be, and they and they hate it. And there's just so many different reasons right. to like or hate those movies. Well, right. like, Abby, you're an avid comic fan, but you don't read superhero comics. No. Um, I was just thinking about that, actually. Like, I go into these movies, um, Marvel and DC movies, with the hope, 
that I'll come out of them wanting to go to the comic book store and pick up comics um, that with the same characters, like from that line, um, which is what happened when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. I started reading Rocket Raccoon, and I really liked that run and enjoyed it. Um, so I think that's like I want to fall in love with the characters. And I want to get really into them. Um, I think that the the big event factor and like uh, going and seeing something that everybody's like amped up on is something that I love. So whether or not I'm quite as like devoted to the MCU or the DCU, um, it, it's more like I, I want to be in it and I really like being entertained and I really like good characters and like who the fuck doesn't want to see the Hulk smash stuff up and like there's always like... One guy in the back, oh, there's like an insurance adjuster yeah. who's like, I don't. Right. <laughs> it's like, I want to be entertained and these are genuinely like pretty entertaining movies. They and, are. And you know, we've talked a lot about like superhero fatigue and i know we all we all just watched justice league mm-hmm. um and we're all a little fatigued we're all a little fatigued uh and then you know the marvel trailer comes out today and we all just saw thor um or i'm sorry the avengers trailer and then we know in the next couple months you know we've got black panther and then we have avengers and then we have ant-man and then there's going to be you know uh the flash and aquaman and wonder woman so these movies they're here to stay and i think well, let's let's table the uh, the uh, the Avengers talk for a few minutes. Let's because Justice League's been out for a couple weeks. Uh, none of us were rushing to the theater to see right. it on day one. Um, I don't know, Abby. What was your you know? Okay, I was telling Abby earlier today. Like, I think this episode will be the, the third part of the trilogy because we have a Batman vs Superman review. We have a Suicide Squad review. Now we have our, you know, we're going to talk about Justice League. Mm-hmm. And then there's Wonder Woman in there too, which is kind of, you know, to me on its own plane of existence. Definitely. Abby, it's on its what, own what, island. what were your Full thoughts or anticipations going into Justice League? Well, I mean, I wasn't excited. Um, I definitely had like lowered, I think I said cautiously optimistic on the post that I made of my little ticket at the movie theater. Um, I'm going to post that on Instagram. Um, we did put off seeing this movie, and everything that we heard about the production was, um, I mean, Zack Snyder suffered terrible loss and all that kind of, like, that shit was, was you know, you felt bad for him, but Let's just go changed. ahead and say it. Yeah. Zack Snyder, family tragedy. His, I think his daughter committed suicide. It's awful, it's awful, it's awful. Nothing but love to the Snyder family. But we do have to talk about these movies objectively. Like yeah. we, can't, mm-hmm. we can't just ignore the fact that that happened and whether or not that positively or negatively impacted the final movie is kind of not relevant to our discussion yeah, tonight. We're, yeah, we have to go from our guts. If we've learned anything from Answer the Call, it's beyond go yeah. And also, if you're down and out, if you like, here comes my uh, public group therapy. Group yeah. therapy. We love having you. If anybody ever needs someone to talk to, uh, ping me. Because these two won't fucking message you back. If your kid gets an F. <laughs> Ping me on Facebook. Don't expect replies from Abby and Jake. They're very much. I get stressed. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. No, in, in all seriousness, if you ever need someone to talk to, there's plenty There's plenty of outlets. And we hope that, yes, have some group therapy is an outlet for everybody. Uh, having said that, I'm sorry to interrupt with serious talk. But it is serious, so we should mention it. Yeah. Go for it. Well, there was some serious stuff that went on behind the scenes with this movie, with reshoots, with Joss Whedon stepping in and rewriting some stuff and then doing uh, extended, like, scenes and additional footage and all that type of stuff. Um, You also have the throw into the mix, like, the Ben Affleck Batman 
scandal of like him. Will hear, won't hear. Yeah, exactly. And I was never a fan of his. And going into this movie, having seen Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, uh, Wonder Woman, and the Superman Man of Steel movies, um, I liked Wonder Woman a lot. So she was probably the number one reason I was going to see uh, Justice League because I was down for more Gal Gadot and I like her performance as Wonder Woman. I enjoyed that movie. So knowing that DC was aware of the success of that movie, I figured they'd probably like showcase her and have her a lot in this movie. So Gal was my saving grace and I disliked The Flash going into this movie from what I had seen in like trailer footage and I was kind of indifferent about Jason Momoa, so whatever. I just... I wasn't jazzed, and I had heard kind of mixed reviews, so... But I also had seen some ravingly positive things about it, so I wanted to see what was going on. That's why I said cautiously optimistic. Jake, what was your opinion going in? Um, well, I mean, I was kind of coming off of... I mean, Batman versus Superman is... It's pre- it's pretty bad. It, I, you know, I, I was expecting another Batman. Go listen to our episode, right? I mean, yeah, I was expecting it to be like that. I don't think any of the trailers are do do this movie any favors. They all look pretty. They just all look bad to me. Nothing nothing exciting in any of the trailers. I was just expecting to hate it. I was expecting to hate all of it. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate all of it. Not all of it, but. <laughs> I, I do think I th- I don't know if we're getting into this yet, but I, I do think it's better than Batman versus Superman for sure. Well, let's go ahead and um, I guess I'll give my opinion to my anticipation level was uh, moderate uh, at best. And I was kind of bummed because like seeing like when it comes to event movies besides Star Wars, um, Batman, those are always my most look forward to movies. Like I remember seeing Batman Begins like. I was in a band at the time and we were on tour and we were in New Jersey and I, when I was, I was booking the tour and I purposefully did not book us a show on that, (laughs) the day Batman begins. Yeah. And I remember like kind of lying to the band like, yeah, man, just couldn't get a show. I know it's a Friday, Uh you know, normally we don't have trouble. But I guess we'll just have to go see Batman Begins. Uh, <laughs> no, I remember like one of the first times that you and I hung out, Craig, you brought up The Dark Knight as like almost like a spiritual experience. You're like, hey, you know, if you're not doing anything, like there's this movie that we could go see. And, you know, you talked about it in a way that like it was, it was extremely important to you. So. It was important to me. I remember. It's uh, big impact. The Dark Knight's top five favorite movies of all time, mm-hmm. maybe top three. Um, but anyway, so I won't wow. go on and on about that. But yeah, um, I love Batman. And... Another secret, uh-huh. I also really love Ben Affleck. I have always loved Ben Affleck. I've always been a Kevin Smith fan. My introduction to Ben Affleck was Mallrats and Goodwill Hunting and, like, all those really great, like, early roles. And then he kind of went through that down period where I kind of had to defend him for a long time. But then people are already forgetting. Affleck, like, he had that major comeback a couple years ago. When it was like, oh, this guy can write and direct. Argo, and like, yeah. He did Argo and The Town. And then, like, obviously, I have a deep affinity uh, for Gone Girl, which some people think is weird, but I love that yeah. movie. So I like Ben Affleck, and I like Batman so much that it was so deflating watching Batman vs. Superman in theaters because I remember we all saw it twice, or I know Abby and I did, because it was like, well, maybe maybe it was great. We just got to go back and watch it again. Uh but we don't need to go into Batman vs Superman. So my anticipation level into this was I've been a very uh, big critic of the way that DC mapped out their universe. 
um, by not allowing us to get to know the individual characters. Um, because I'll be honest, in this movie, they all had great moments. Uh, Cyborg, The Flash, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, they all had great individual moments, but I didn't feel... Uh, I just wasn't as invested because I don't know these characters. And I think if... Okay, if anybody at Warner Brothers is listening... The anticipation level of Batman vs. Superman was high, but it should have been so much more. Because I think the mindset was always, people want to see Batman vs. Superman. People want to see those two iconic characters on screen together. That might be true, but it's only true if you know Batman and Superman individually already. Mm -hmm. Right? It would have meant more... like. People do the dream scenario. God, what if we would have gotten Christopher Reeve and Michael Keaton in a movie? Like, yeah, because that's my Batman and that's my Superman. But this was like, oh, here's Superman from Man of Steel, which was kind of an okay movie. And here's a new Batman who we don't know at all with a brand new storyline. And they're referencing 20 years of backstory that we don't get to see. It just felt like we were getting ripped off. Yeah, there was, it was inorganic and there was a total lack of tension and then when everything breaks with, like, the Martha reveal. Do you bleed? Uh, and they reference that also yeah. again. And, yeah. he said it again. I, I mean, I think the bi- the biggest issue I always had going into Batman versus Superman, and and even when Batman versus Superman came out, we knew that Justice League was basically next in line. And um, my biggest complaint had always been that it's it's too soon. You know, Marvel spent... Marvel spent like 10 years, you know, working those things in into those movies, you know, like Easter eggs and, you know, cameos. Like it was it was it was a long build up to the the first Avengers film. You know what I mean? Everybody got their own movie. We knew all those characters at that point. And DC is trying to skip all that. Right. You know, they're not like that. And that's a big issue. And they're doing it to try to just catch up with Marvel because Marvel's, you know, they've made so much money off it and they've done so well. And, yeah. and DC is just whoever's behind, you know, the curtain at DC is just like, we got to get that Justice League movie out. Yeah. And because of that, like it suffers. It's weird. It doesn't work, you know, yeah. too much. Like we talked about this outside of the show, like too much of Justice League is doing work that should have been done in, you know, standalone, standalone. movies. Dude, right. yeah. That's what I was going to echo because one of the best parts of the movie, at least in the beginning, is for me when Wonder Woman appears and does like that first save. And I don't know if it's at a bank or whatever. At but the bank, yeah. Yeah. It's great because for me, I'd seen Wonder Woman. I was like, I know when I see her on top of that shit, like on the top of the building, that it's about to get awesome and she's about to do some fucking great stuff. And she did. And it was a payoff because I'd seen the whole movie and like, I know that character and I care about that character. But yeah, when you have a lack of thought or a lack of like layering or planning, like the whole point of an Easter egg is like having it hidden, like well planned and placed in a spot so that like it pays off, like just throwing it all together and you feel it suffers and you feel it. I think that having an ensemble cast without standalone movies to like precede it is just, it's not smart. And if you, if you go back to the first Iron Man, right, and the anticipation level for that was like, oh, this movie looks okay. Robert Downey Jr., I, I'm glad he's, like, alive and not, like, strung out anymore. And it was just kind of like – it kind of 
surprised everybody how good it was. And then when you get that first Easter egg, when you're like, oh my God, I just walked out of a really great Iron Man movie and I didn't even see this coming because nobody did, but we got Nick Fury and it's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. I've never felt anything in these DC movies as close to as as close to what I felt on that first reveal from Iron Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and that sucks because I feel like, oh, God, you know what I just realized? Huh? This is going to be one of those more serious Yes House yeah. podcasts. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten super serious. Um, you know, they talked about suicide awareness. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no, but like, but like. They told me not to complain and then they told me to complain. Yeah, don't complain. But here it goes. Uh, no, but I think like what's interesting is Warner Brothers had the Dark Knight trilogy, which was one of the most successful uh, film franchises of all time. And I think with Man of Steel, their mindset was, let's go make the Batman Begins of Superman. Exactly. That's exactly what I think they were trying to do. And it works on some levels, and on some levels it didn't. And I think at that moment they should have said, let's accentuate what worked, Retool what Retool didn't. it a little bit and then do a sequel to Man of Steel and then start developing a Batman series and let's just slow roll this. I know it's hard when you look over and you're like, here comes Captain America and here comes Thor and look, oh, they're going to do an Ant-Man movie. And yeah. like, it's like, I get, I get that you're stressed. We get it. But now we're in a place where Justice League is severely underperforming. Is You know, it's making money. It's going to probably turn a profit, but it's not doing what they need it to do to warrant staying the same path. Well, it doesn't feel like – nothing about seeing Justice League feels like the kind of event-style movie that Justice League should be. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't feel like – you know, with the Marvel movies, you got like – you know, Ant-Man was kind of a smaller film, you know? Right. And then you build up and have Avengers, which is always like a crazy big, like, fuck, the Avengers is coming out. Yeah. This movie seemed like an Ant-Man movie. You know what right. I mean? It seemed like a smaller movie. It didn't feel – I don't know. It just didn't feel so big yeah, dude. eventful. It just was like, all right, cool. And I, I feel like some of that had to do with the tone, which was set by Joss Whedon with, like, kind of the, like, poking fun and, like – like, look at us, we're superheroes, but we, I, I don't know, like, the, that's, that sense of humor almost took away from that, like, feeling of, like, it's destined, it's, it's important. Like, not to talk about Infinity War yet, but you get that feeling when you watch that trailer of, well, like, because there's so much the history. Olympics. When you see those um, Marvel characters, you're, you're automatically going, dude, think about what Tony Stark's been through. There's a whole, whether or not you like Iron Man 3, the fact is, we have an Iron Man movie and the storyline is this is Tony Stark dealing with PTSD from the Avengers movie. And yeah. that's like that's like a big concept. And yeah. you know, whether or not you like that movie or not, it's kind of irrelevant to the point I'm trying to make, which is Marvel has these smaller character studies. Like you we've we know that there's we know about Hawkeye's family on the farm. Yeah. We know yeah. about the relationship between uh, uh, Scarlet Witch and uh, I can't think of his name. Vision? Uh, yeah, Vision. Yeah. Paul, I almost said Paul Bettany. Uh, and we know about... Black Widow and the Hulk. Black Widow and the Hulk. And we know about Thor and his relationship with Loki. Like, it's all foundational. Bucky and, uh, yeah, and Bucky and... Um, Cap. And Cap. So it's all... Of the, w- those movies are chock full of, like, real emotion. And they try that a little bit 
in Justice League where you see the stuff about Steve Trevor and, you know, the dynamic between uh, Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck. And I get that uh. they're trying to do it, but it just – if you're – It feels it, forced. It's forced. It does feel saying, forced. Yeah. yeah. It does feel forced. There are some people that will be able to go into Justice League and they treat it like any other superhero movie, which is it's a popcorn flick. It doesn't need to be the most amazing movie ever. I just want to see stuff blow up. And for the people in that mindset, I think there's definitely some enjoyable stuff. Yeah, in the stuff movie. blows up. I was going to say this is a more delightful experience than the previous DC installments, save Wonder Woman. But actually, it might have been funnier than Wonder Woman, I think, at points. I really liked The Flash in this movie. I think Ezra Miller, he yeah. did a good job. Yeah, which I was taken aback by because, like I said, I thought he was extremely annoying in the trailers. Um, but watching him, he had like pet cemetery jokes, which obviously were very yeah, much that was appreciated. Great. Yeah, that was very good. Thought of you, Jake. Um, yeah, yeah, and like his whole thing where like he burns calories so fast and has to eat a lot, and he's a snack hole. I thought that was cool. Like, I thought that there were some things that was like that. Like, for instance, when Aquaman was sitting on the lasso of truth, like there were some interesting ways that they showed their like the superpowers that they had like being implemented in the real world, and like they were kind of smart. So like. There was some interesting stuff and some funnier moments, but it was – my biggest complaint, if we're talking about complaints, would have to be the villain. I felt like Steppenwolf was like a completely slow, drudging, like boring villain, and I thought that a lot of the motivation for him and the mother boxes and that shit got muddled and confusing for me. And, I mean, I'm not the first person to complain about like an overly CGI uh, superhero villain. So yeah, the uh, I don't know. Well, Jake, what do you think? I'm still processing um, my thoughts. As far as like, is this just like what I didn't like, or just what I thought? What do we? Th- what do we? What do we well, throw into me? As far as Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf. I, so I feel like like Steppenwolf reminded me of of like a lesser. I don't know. He didn't seem. I didn't know who he was going into it except for he's supposed to be the same guy from the end of Batman vs. Superman, even though he looks completely different. Um, uh-huh. It doesn't – I don't know, man. I didn't I didn't care for him at all. It wasn't the CGI that bothered me. Like he could have – I guess he could have been practical or it could have been a dude. But I mean that doesn't bother me as much. But he does seem – I didn't I didn't really care. I was just like whatever. He's, he, he, I feel like he's barely in the movie. I feel like they defeat him pretty easily. Um, I didn't think he was a great villain. I, I just, I don't know. I didn't care about the villain at all. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think one common complaint on all these superhero movies is, uh, and you can make this complaint about Marvel, they do have that villain issue where they introduce these they villains do. and then they kill them. And then I think with Marvel, you, you've kind of known the threat of Thanos uh, was coming. Abbott. Thanos. Is it Thanos? Thanos. Thanos. God I think. forbid I Thanos. fucking mispronounce like the hands. I don't know. I think everyone pronounces that different. I think it's usually Thanos or Thanos. Those are what I always hear. Or Thanos. Or Thanos. That's Thanos. how I say it because yeah. honestly, like I eat Grey Poupon. I wear tuxedos uh-huh. to bed. That and, and, uh, you know, right. me and uh, obviously Bruce Wayne would be a good friend of mine if he was real. So I say Thanos. Um, I, you, Thanos. you know, Craig, I, I agree with that though. As far as like they all kind of have the villain problem. And it's I think part of that is because it's hard to do when it's it's hard to do when you when you've known even even with Justice League and you've only seen this Batman for the second time, 
you do have a, you still do have a little bit of a history with him. Right. And whenever, and whenever you're dealing with the Marvel movies and you've had Iron Man or Captain America for six movies so far, and you bring a villain in, that villain's always going to feel underdeveloped. When the villain only has one movie, they're going to feel underdeveloped. Loki and uh, Thanos are the only villains, basically, that that don't feel that way. And it's because they've been in multiple movies. We've been getting teases of them. Or, or, you know what I mean? Loki's been a major villain in multiple films already. So... Um, yeah. okay. that's just a tough, like, that's just a tough thing to do. I think. Right. I, I think the one thing that bums me out is that like, I know because we're dealing with, uh, an event movie like justice league, you kind of need kind of an intergalactic, uh, threat, like an end of the world type threat. Uh-huh. Um, but I always go back to like Batman's rogues gallery is so good. And we've now seen two Batman movies in a new universe and I haven't like they've referenced um oh god I completely forgot Suicide Squad it existed uh okay yeah. so yeah we got to see the Joker oh and Jared Leto really killed oh. it oh uh, so good but like when, when we see like like the references to uh like the penguin and just like or in the last movie you see Robin's suit hanging like it's referring to a history that I'd want to see that we're not seeing. We're not going to see it. And it just bums me out. And then I know in the post credit scene in Justice League, there's uh, the reveal of Deathstroke, who's been rumored to be in the solo Batman movies, but if they're going to reboot it with a new actor, like I don't think that's going to happen. So it's just kind of... There's some... Yeah. The, I, I don't think this is the worst villain I've ever seen. Like I, I don't... I don't think Steppenwolf was ultra memorable, but the Parademons like were pretty cool. I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, like I know people care about them. Um, people care about Parademons. Yeah, I didn't personally uh, care about them. <laughs> just being honest. Somebody does. It's not us, but yeah, somebody. Yeah, I know someone cares uh, a lot. And if you care about Parademons, make sure that you check out Facebook.com/slash Yes Have Some Cast, <laughs> and also check out Facebook. Uh, I, I like how Abby's laughing through my promo. Like, yeah, check it out. Talk I'm about those seeing. fucking parademons. Uh, uh, Facebook group therapy. Yes, I have some. Check it out. We'll talk about parademons. Probably won't, but we might. Um, Abby, I want to... Oh, Jay, go ahead. No, you no, go. go ahead. No. I was going to say, like, so it sounds like we kind of hate this movie. I want to talk about something I liked. Okay. You're going to say the same Let's thing I was going to say, and I'll just oh. go ahead and cut you off. I like getting popcorn at the movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. It's I just liked, good. I liked getting snacks. Okay. I liked yes. eating junk food during Me the Me too. No, I like so going like, to the gas station first and getting my snacks and then sneaking them in. Ooh. Ooh, it's so, so good. Craig, so Batman's always been, like, of the DC heroes, I think Batman's also been my favorite. He's just, I don't know, his movies are have been better. They're, they're a little more fun. Um, I've never been a big Superman fan at all. Like I've just, I've watched the movies. I I thought Man of Steel was fine, but I didn't, I didn't have strong feelings either way, you know, but I've just never, I've never been very interested in Superman. Um, I liked Superman in this movie. Yeah. This was the only, this was the only time that I ever felt like, I don't know. This was the, he seemed like how I think Superman should be. Like he was... He was kind of 
a badass in this movie. He was like, you know, he, he was he, he had a good attitude in a movie where everybody's like, you know, these DC movies have been pretty dark. Right. And especially the last two, especially Batman versus Superman and Man of Steel. Superman has been very like mopey and depressing. And he was not depressing in this movie. And and I, and I liked that. But I think the best part of this movie was when they bring Superman back from the dead. And he's like he's fighting the rest of the Justice League. I felt like that should have been the whole movie. Like that was the only stuff to me that I really liked that I was I, I really was like invested in that scene. I thought Superman was like, he was very scary in that scene. He was very threatening. And that part, that little bit of action and fighting was the best in the, was the best in the film. I was like, I, I, yeah. I think it would have been a better movie if they were just fighting Superman the whole time. Yeah. I like that. How like alien and bizarre and weird he seemed in the like weird pants and how he was shirtless. And I know Jake, you were talking earlier about like how it slows down when the flash, like, makes eye contact with him and he does like that little like turnaround or whatever. Yeah, like he like sees the flat like, like the I flash is supposed to be super fast and yeah. he's like watching him out of the corner of his eyes like whoa like that's that was cool stuff like that's a that's a good visual. Yeah. It's very cool and jarring and weird and like you're invested in it while you're watching it and you well, care it about felt, that. Well it felt it's because, and I think what makes it's because it because Lois Lane isn't there or wait oh, is she cuz oh man she's not my favorite. Um, so and I have not read – I have no idea – and going into this movie, I did not really want to start thinking about, like, what was reshot, what is Joss Whedon's influence, what Zack Snyder – like, I wanted it to be seamless. And to me, it feels seamless because I can't sit here right now and tell you, like, that was a Zack Snyder scene or that was a Joss Whedon scene. Like, now, hold on. The opening scene with Batman mm. and the Parademon, that's definitely Zack Snyder. But, I imagined I imagined that anything that had a joke or levity to it was yes. was a rewrite right. or was Joss Whedon. Um, I just feel like Zack Snyder doesn't put any right. But funny I feel stuff. I feel like that scene where they're out by the broken Superman statue in Metropolis and they're all fighting and Superman. I I feel like that felt so different and literally almost out of place in the entire DC universe because it just it feels. It felt it's moving. You I, felt something. I don't want to say it. It felt like a Marvel movie. It felt <laughs> it. I think part of that has to do with the fact that like Joss Whedon did it. Joss Whedon did it. And um, <laughs> maybe, all, yeah. the, maybe all the Z- all the Zack Snyder stuff, you know, looks like Zack Snyder stuff. And this was the only thing in the movie that's kind of it's just in daylight. There's no weird colors happening. It's just yeah. These it's just these. Uh, you know, superheroes fighting each other just in broad daylight. And I think... Which is so much better than, like, the under... Sorry, Jake, I didn't mean to cut No, 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 no. The underwater stuff with Aquaman. I'm assuming that... Yeah, it like, looks like garbage. Yes! Yeah. Or, like, him and... What's his girl? Like, the, the uh, queen of whatever? Mara. And they stop and have that, like, hold the water fight. I love that moment, because I like to think about, like... I don't know what it would be like inside of there. Um, but, yeah, like, that... It felt very muddied and dark, and, like, it's... You can't follow the action when it, when there's so much CGI, but it's... That felt so much different than the scene that we're talking about, and I don't know who was behind that, but I liked... And it bums me out, because, like, I've never... Like, I don't have any problem with Jason Momoa, and, uh-huh. like, I kind of thought he was okay in this movie. Like, I like his... Like, I guess it's a different take on Aquaman, but I don't mind it. Like, I don't mind that he's kind of an asshole, but he probably... He kind of seems like he's kind of dumb, which I like. Mm-hmm. But I was really looking forward for the first time on screen seeing like those underwater scenes. 
and it was just like, oh, this is bad. They didn't like, look good at all. It, yeah. didn't, look, it yeah. didn't feel like this was somebody who could control the, you know, that they were in Atlantis and he could control and speak to the ocean or whatever. whatever I think broad daylight. That's like the operative words there. Like, because Marvel does really good daylight fights. And I think seeing that in a DC movie was a little bit different. Think about the Dark Knight trilogy. There's tons of daylight. Like, it, it's, um, I don't it's know. It's because that's that. It's just like that's that's across the board for all movies that have it's not just superhero films. It's any movie that's going to have a lot of CGI happening or, you know, characters dressed in silly costumes or anything. It's like when you put something in the dark, it's easier to disguise, you know, I don't want to say it's easier to disguise something that doesn't look good, but it's just like, you know, maybe it doesn't look quite how you want it to look. It's just easier to accept it when it's darker. Right. And that's a thing that I I really like about movies that just put stuff right in the daylight. That's one of the reasons I really, really liked Kong is because so much of it is just in the day and you can yeah. you can see everything and you can see the creatures and it's no filter. That's what's good. Yeah, there's yeah, right. it's, there's no hiding it. Yeah, I know my I man. put a lot of my, we my God, I, God, I love the part when Aquaman oh. fucking air surfed on somebody. Who oh, what the fuck? Man. Hey, remember when Donatello did that in uh, Ninja Turtles 2? <laughs> God, but that's a ninja turtle. Like that's yeah. supposed to be silly. Yeah. You know what? This like, is when, a, this is a man who speaks to fish yeah. who we take it seriously. Take, <laughs> you know, whenever whenever they they fight the big battle and the very first line of dialogue after Steppenwolf is defeated is by Cyborg and he goes, Booyah. Get this, get this movie out of my face. Whoa. Flashes of answer the call. And also on the boo. If we get picked up by any clickbait articles, it's going to be, yes, have some podcast reviews, justice league quote, get this out of my face. No, but I mean, you know, listen, are we being negative? I went into If this- we're going to be positive and if we're bringing up things that were surprisingly positive that we liked about this movie, like Jake brought up Superman, I actually didn't dislike Batman in this movie. Um, I felt like because he was more vulnerable, um, he's somehow more tolerable, and I didn't hate him quite as much as I did in Batman v Superman. So points to you. Ben Affleck for points not being to, no, insufferable. To and to you, Craig, for loving Ben Affleck there the way you that you do. So Cool. Yeah, I didn't hate him entirely in this movie. Cool. Abby. Yeah. You had a couple stray thoughts. Yeah. Beyond beyond not hating Ben Affleck. Yeah. Another glowing review of Justice League. I didn't yeah. hate Ben Affleck. <laughs> I didn't hate yeah, him. I think I've hit all the positives. I said I liked the musical choices in the movie. Um the Ooh, open score was let's in there. The score. Yeah, the eighty nine. Score was pretty good. Like the music definitely helped this movie. It didn't have the the Hans Zimmer like I love Hans Zimmer he does great stuff but it didn't have like that frantic like edgy your it felt if it's Hans Zimmer and you're not seeing Christopher Nolan directing it then like it's not as good the, whoa just be honest Hot, there's a you gotta have right the combo there. one two punch um I like that thank you write that down okay uh so let Hollywood know let Hollywood know. <laughs> Jake, you write that down. Um, I'm, I got it. Yeah. No, I thought that the Elfman score was good. It did have those hints of the Batman '89 score, but it never went full on, mm-hmm. and that kind of bummed me out because I was ready for the. Me too. I thought they were gonna play Steppenwolf, like the band, at some point. 
Wait a minute. They play that like magic maybe, carpet like ride? maybe, maybe Stephen Wolf should have had Stephen Wolf emitting from his helmet. Yes, guys, Dude, it should have been a rock concert. Would, first of all, daytime rock concert. So, this movie didn't do the thing where it tried to like fit in fifty modern pop songs. Are we talking about Steppenwolf Magic Carpet Ride in mm-hmm. the final battle? That yeah. would have been so yeah, good. That would have yeah. been pretty cool, huh? I like to. The, yeah, that's I a good listened song. to that today. That's a good jam. Yeah. That song, I was missing it so much when I watched the it. The special effects on that song are better than the. Uh, Whoa. Well, because it's Magic Carpet Ride. Ah. Listen, yeah. we know that the visual effects were rushed on this movie. We have nothing but love for people who work in the industry. Um, yeah. But yeah. also, do. Just do like do what you did, but a little better. No, just make it. Just you know, just no, make sure it's better. Hey, I couldn't so. do it. Um, what else up? No. Um, I think at, those are all. I've given all the points. The other. Oh my! Uh, there's a cat falling down right now. Okay. Um, I think everything else I've written down is a deduction. Is how I've titled it. Oh, um, gotcha. Let's start you, to do so. Oh yeah, I said Batman no was more, fine. You got no more fucks to give. Sorry, I bet. these are the fucks. Uh, I said Batman was fine, but Alfred was basic as fuck. Sorry, Jeremy Irons. Um, I guess. I honestly <clears> don't know anything else he's in. But <clears> I don't think he's that great. I didn't love Alfred. Scar? Was, oh, oh, okay. Wait. He played Scar. Oh, did he? Oh. Well, then maybe I care. I don't know. Lion King wasn't my number one. I still don't care. Sorry, still don't care. Oh, uh, okay. Wait till the new one with Donald Glover, then I'm going to care. <laughs> I care a lot. Who's playing Scar in the new Lion King? It's not Jeremy <clears> Irons. I'm not sure. All right, I'll look that up while Abby be. talks about I, looking at her notes. Wonder Woman's oh. ass. Oh, Wonder Woman's ass. There were some weird lingering shots that I felt kind of creepy, like as uh, from the perspective of like watching it. Like I just felt like the Amazonian shots, like in battle, there's like you can like the camera can linger respectfully on like some muscle flexing. And that's awesome. But when it's like Wonder Woman in her street clothes and like the stilettos and the leather pants and I'm like. First of all, I would not be wearing that in a back alley. I would be wearing Cyborg's, like, sweatsuit if I'm going out in a scary place and I'm trying to fight crime. But also, Gal Gadot's beautiful, <coughs> and she's, like, a supermodel-quality, like, gal, and I totally respect that. Um, but there were just some, like, in some, like that. there was one weird moment with, like, uh, the Flash, like, hovering over her. Yeah. That, like, he lands on top, and it just kind of felt creepy and, like, a little bit, like, I yeah. don't know. I know Zack Snyder, like, gets fixated as, like, a director and like that focal point, like he kind of stares at things for a little while and the camera lingers, but the lingering shots yeah. on her, I felt like were a little bit. Yeah. I definitely could have lived without those close ups of Gal Gadot's ass in the uh, leather pants. And I'm probably going to have no, to go see it again see just it to again. make sure I'm mad about it. I just, <laughs> just going to say there were a few that were a little bit I was like, all right, so back up. Just right. Well, cause you made a good point about, I don't know, something about little girls needing, a hero? I don't know. Um, I wasn't listening. I was staring at Gal Gadot's uh, ass. Yeah, I guess there's a little bit of that. Well, in Wonder Woman, I felt like the Patty Jenkins like handled that movie really well, and that Wonder Woman was both beautiful and powerful, and like loving and nurturing, and all those fabulous like female qualities that you know women possess. But I felt like there were just a couple of like kind of the I guess jokes that didn't land. I guess like they wanted the whole uh, Wonder Woman being a beautiful team member to be something that was funny, but I don't know. I just was kind of... Uh, kind of a... I, I always have gripes about like female superheroes in these superhero movies in general. I don't love Black Widow, but if we're going to talk about Infinity War soon, I might change my mind. So There you go. Let's see. Uh, Jake, um, as far as uh, Wonder Woman's ass goes... How do you feel? <laughs> How did you feel? Uh, no, we don't. Guys. Guys. 
This is professional talk show. What are we doing? Podcast. That's what <laughs> Podcast. We're, it. Professional. we're professional. This is very professional. <laughs> we're not here to talk about Gal Gadot or her assets. Uh, uh, I felt like Cyborg had the best chance with Gal Gadot or with Wonder Woman. I feel like she had like a little crush on him. On Cyborg? Yeah. I, she kind of crushes on all of them. Eh, they all crush. Maybe there's like a loser's hey. club. <laughs> if only Justice League had a post-credit scene that evoked the feelings of Chapter Twenty Two of it. Oh my man, god! We don't need that. What? Like they're all sitting there. They just all defeated Steppenwolf, and then you hear zip. Whoa! Uh, hey. But the twist is that Wonder Woman has left. It's just the guys. Yeah. <laughs> How should we celebrate? Uh, and we've completely derailed. Um, guys, where does Justice League rank right now in the DC Extended Universe? Um, <laughs> right above Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Okay. And Suicide Squad, but behind Wonder Woman, in my opinion. Okay. So somewhere in the middle. It's not as bad. Yeah, I'd say so. It's okay. We. Justice League is better than Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad. I think it's better than the Man of Steel movies as well. Well, there's only one of them. There's only one. Excuse me. But it feels like that's. The I don't thing. think. I, I think. How I does it feel Man like more than one it. to me? Well, you know why you think so you saw more than one Man of Steel movie? Yeah. Is because fucking Batman vs Superman is four hours long, <laughs> for, and so I've just created and a it's movie tedious. So okay. you think that you've seen a trilogy of bad Superman movies? Got it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, but we, all right, here's another question. Would you recommend that comic book fans or movie fans go check it out? Mm, I mean, comic, maybe, I don't know. I, I don't read, I, I never read much DC, so I don't know, you know, what's right and what's wrong with, within the characters themselves. Okay. So I, it, it's hard to be like, oh, if you love comic books, you'll love this movie. Um, right. I mean, I would, I would say go see it just, you know, just in case, like make your own opinion, go see it, you know, Hey, go see it for how bad the bad is and go see it for how good the good is, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'd I wouldn't, it's, I wouldn't deter people from it. Um, I'd say go see Thor Ragnarok, you know, before that, if you're trying, that, that's if you had a choice. Yeah. 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 If you're looking yeah. for go a comic Thor. book movie. Um, or just go watch the Infinity War trailer. Uh. So my whole thing is like I tried – I remember when I got out of Suicide Squad. I'll never forget. I sent a message to somebody who was like, hey, how was Suicide Squad? And because the reviews were bad, I still – I was living in that world post-Ghostbusters Answer the Call where I just wanted to buck back against everything. You were so in apologist remember, mode? Yeah. My first review of Suicide Squad, I was like, dude, that movie was great. It was better than Civil War. That was my oh, hot take. I like Harley Quinn. <laughs> that was my hot was take. great. And I remember like a week later, I was like, what the fuck <laughs> am I thinking? You're going through the cooling process that that's, Troy Benjamin talks yeah. about? That's the equi- – yeah, I was I cooled down quickly. Cooled? That's the equivalent of being like, no, no, no. I like the dentist. It's fun. Oh, I love going <laughs> and getting haircut. Yeah. It's, it's just, my favorite. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and I know we all did that with Answer the Call. We were – like my – I we've talked about it before. During – answer the call i think the second viewing at one point i turned to jake and went jake this movie is literally amazing and i was (laughs) like that translates to jake i want this to be amazing but i'm not enjoying myself right now (laughs) you know like um so i'm trying to be more realistic when i first came out of justice league i was at about a c plus i put this on facebook last night i was hovering around a d 
Oh boy. You're just, hovering around that D. I just <laughs> said the sentence last night. I was hovering around the D. Uh, and I hover. I'm probably kind of still in the same boat. Like I, I just don't. I, Jake, we talked about this recently. Like when 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 I woke up this morning, I wasn't thinking about wanting to see that movie again. I was thinking about, hey, we're gonna talk about this tonight. What kind of angles do I want to take? And uh, yeah, I just I didn't love it, and it sucks because I want to love Batman movies. Because right now I'm in my living room. And I'm staring at three fucking Batman Forever statues. That's how much I love Batman. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we love Batman. So it's uh, – and all signs are pointing to Ben Affleck somehow exiting the DC universe. Weren't there rumors of them trying to pull someone from the old – Well, Jake Gyllenhaal's rumored. Oh, okay. It just seems weird to have to recast a character. It's like that any time in a movie. It's weird when you got – a set of movies going, you got a series and all of a sudden your main actor is gone, you know, and it's a, and we have to pretend this is the same person. That's well, doesn't Matt Reeves who's doing the, Oh, so Matt Reeves did the plan of the apes trilogy and he's doing the new Batman movies. And he just doesn't seem like the kind of director who wants to be tied to this universe. I firmly believe that whatever he does is going to be, completely separate right but then what about when they try to make another justice league movie you know they're like this isn't the last time they're gonna have superman wonder like who's gonna be batman the rumors there there are rumors of them doing a flashpoint movie which was uh which could possibly introduce i'm not gonna pretend i'm a flashpoint expert i know they just went through flashpoint on the flash tv series uh, but to my understanding, it was a crossover event in the comics that was kind of a reboot, a resetting, okay. uh, where they could kind of remove some stuff, restart some stuff, and keep some stuff the same. Okay. So maybe they do something where something happens, and that Batman in that universe gets it's killed shuffled, off, yeah. or or goes off, whatever, and then they can kind of let... Because I just... If you God, want me to be... so weird. It, it, yeah. I, I think it's a... Str- I think it's... I think... I know Aquaman. Like, that's too much money to, like, that's basically them, they would be spending all of that money, <coughs> millions of dollars, to make a movie just so it makes sense that they don't have, you know, Ben Affleck in their movie anymore. Right. And he's I, not worth it. I mean, it's easier to do with a comic, because you just, you know, comics are coming out anyway, and you draw it and whatever, like, it, it's, it makes a little more sense to do with a comic, but when you're gonna do a movie... Yeah, but I think it's tough, because, like, the Batman that they introduced into this universe is a like grizzled veteran Batman who's been doing it for twenty or twenty five years. Yeah, he bleeds. I don't think <laughs> I don't think you're gonna start a new Batman trilogy with that unless you're gonna do like Batman Beyond or something like that, where like he becomes like a mentor to a new Batman. Yeah. Which well, aren't I would there other like a... isn't you have Batgirl, what Nightwing? Isn't there like Batwoman and some? Well, that's the other thing about yeah. the DC movies. Joss Whedon is directing a Batgirl movie. They're actively developing a Nightwing. Why do Silverstone back? This is no <laughs> one. Where, where is <laughs> she for me? So they're actively developing other characters in the Batman universe, but I don't know. I I, I don't. I can't see them just going forward with what they've established right now because if you guys remember, Justice League was originally going to be two movies. Steppenwolf would have been the character who kind of would have been like the uh, 
Oh God, what's his name? Mini boss. Yeah, like the 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 step up to Dark Side, uh, kind of how Thanos is with I can't think of Ronan with Ronan and the Thanos. accuser. But because Dude, everybody's always shitting on him, I don't mind him. Well, he's accusing people. Okay. Uh, and because of the backlash of Batman vs Superman, they 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 just cut it down to one movie. But now, obviously, they're still making Wonder Woman uh, two. Aquaman's still happening, and I I don't know. I don't know where they go. It'll be interesting. It's going to be an interesting couple of years to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't see them making a solo cyborg movie. I don't think it would do God. well. No. Not that Man. he's a bad character. The actor was he's fine. He's a bad character. Okay, he is a bad character. But he's it's not just... a great character. The actor was great, um, but yeah. I would watch. I'd come back for The Flash for Wonder Woman and possibly Aquaman because I like his ombre. If they get a good director on Flash, you could get something like Spider-Man Homecoming, I think. Like something along yeah. those lines. Yeah. I really do. But you got to – God, I don't know. We've been talking about it for an hour, and we haven't even talked about Affinity War, War yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys I ready give it a to... C+. That's yeah, C+. Let's... C+. Plus? C+. Plus. Let's put this fucking Justice League to bed. Yeah. Let's put a bucket. Hey, it might still have a heartbeat, though, after we bury it. So. <laughs> yeah. He was, he's fine. Speaking of mother boxes, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. Uh, all right, well, that was, I made this joke already. This is not impromptu, but there was this scene where Clark and, uh, uh, Lois Lane are in the cornfield, and I was praying that the children of the corn showed up to take them both out. Uh-huh. Uh, no. Uh, and he doesn't go in the house, and she's like... She said, well, a- you didn't even go in the house! Yeah, she's well, you didn't even go in the house, and he says something along the lines of, I've spent enough time in a wooden box. Uh, he was talking about her. Oh! <laughs> oh, my she's God, I can't believe Okay. Here we go. <laughs> this morning... We yes. got the trailer for Avengers Infinity yeah. War. Woo. The first of two Infinity War uh, movies. Uh, originally, they said it was going to be Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. I don't think those will be the titles, but they said they can't reveal the title of the second one because it would be a giant spoiler for the first one. So, hey. we're about six months away from Infinity War, and one year after that, we're going to get another one. The trailer was released this morning. The internet was set aflame. Oh. Abby. Yeah. I saw the post in, uh, I think, group therapy that you made, like, first thing this morning on Facebook in my uh, feed. And I got super stressed out because I was like, everybody's already watching this trailer and forming opinions. Um, and so I immediately exited that, and I went right to YouTube, and I watched the trailer uh, twice in a row. And I had little goosebumps just like Spider-Man. Um, my, uh, I, I seriously had chills and was excited to see characters come back. And I've been referring to this movie as, like, the Avengers or the Marvel Olympics, because, like, it feels like you're getting, like, everyone, like, all the teams together, and it's very exciting, um, and I think, overall, the feedback has been very positive, and I, for one, am super pumped for this movie. What about you guys? Yeah. Yes. All, all, <laughs> yeah. the, all yes for it's me. All yes. I mean, it does feel all like right, guys. the Marvel Olympics, because... I think I turned into an Olympic announcer when I was talking. I know. <laughs> I was I was watching the trailer and I was doing like Olympic commentary. I'm like, I just really like the 1996 Olympics. Can we just say that? Too. I lived in Atlanta. No, but I feel like <laughs> it was. A bi- I had all the shirts, all the pins. Loved Izzy or what's it? Whatever the from the ashes of Sarkovia. 
comes. Okay, I'm gonna stop that. Okay. It's great. I mean, it looks great. I mean, they didn't reveal like it's. That's what these trailers always are. They don't reveal that much. You, I think, it gives you a sense of the severity of this movie. This will not be a fluff piece. This is going to be the scope and the tone. Yeah, it, it feels like it feels. It gives me feelings that Justice League doesn't give me, which is, oh my god, the entire world is about to end. This threat that we've been teased with for seven or eight years is finally coming to fruition. The Infinity Gauntlet's there. Spider-Man's there. Black Panther looks like a fucking badass. Uh, We know we're going to lose somebody, so it's going to be very much like, is Captain America going to die? Is Tony Stark going to die? Uh, You know, what will it be heartbreaking? The fucking Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be there. Thor will be there. Like, it's just... It's like seeing all of your your favorite people. It's like a family reunion where you love your family. Yeah. Which, Imagine that's that. never What's happened. That like? But they all have to fight each other and, like, save the galaxy. Right, right. I just, I, it gave me, like, and here's the thing. It's not that watching the trailer, like, the trailer itself didn't blow me away. It's, but you, yeah. But I just agree. seeing the, you just know the movie's gonna, like, there's no reason, like, Civil War's good, Winter Soldier's great. These, the Russos know what they're doing. It's going to uh-huh. – and, you know, I was sad we didn't see Ant-Man, but I know he's going to be there somewhere. Yeah. You know, I know Paul Rudd's going to be there. The um, small part. I think before I kick it to you, Jake, <laughs> I think the – I get it. Yeah. I get it. I saw it. Uh, I act like that. It's really – it's big stuff, guys. It's big stuff. Uh, it's big stuff for a small part. I, I think the worry you always have with this giant ensemble is – you know, even if the movie's two and a half hours long, how do you fit everything in there and make it cohesive plot? Yeah, like how motivation do you make... for each character to do each thing and to kill each person off respectfully or whatever has right. to happen. Well, yeah. I think that comes with, with what we talked about earlier. Like most of these characters have at least had their own movie or have had significant amount of character development uh, in their own in the you know the team up movies uh-huh. like we've never gotten a Black Widow movie but she's been kind of a through line through the entire series yeah the Hulk and her their whole storyline like that that was them looking back and forth was perfect extremely example extremely touching Black Widow is not in Thor Ragnarok yet she impacts sun's going it. down yeah you feel it you know so like that's mm-hmm. a really great example of what's not happening in uh, Bat Town yeah. USA. Uh, but it also, this trailer got me excited for Black Panther, too, which is kind of the opposite of that, for something I haven't seen. For people wondering, Jake, I'll throw it to you right now, but for people, they did feature a lot of Black Panther uh, in this trailer, and I think the reason for that is because it's kind of, the trailer's also a marketing tool yeah. for the Black Panther movie. Yeah, everything's like, intentional. You just, you, there's, there's certain people who might not go see Black Panther or might not go see Ant-Man or Doctor Strange, but they'll go see Avengers. So this is kind of like, hey... You're going to want to make sure you see this movie before Avengers. And don't you think we're going to be releasing that Black Panther Blu-ray before Avengers comes out? Like, you got to get it. <laughs> right. you got to get it to the theater. you got to go. Uh, but, Jake, yeah, what'd you think, man? Yeah, I, I, I agree with your point that maybe the trailer itself as a trailer isn't – it's not, like, the best trailer, you know? I think I it, – it, it, as far as the trailer goes, it's almost, like, a little underwhelming, but then – it's not because of any of the content. It's just like it's so hard to focus because you're seeing so many of all the – you know, it's the first time that 
all of these people are going to be together. And it's so, and it's, and it kind of feels weird because like Dr. Strange seems so new and, and like the, it's almost, even though we've, we've gotten two guardians films, it's weird seeing them with these characters. Like they, their world seems so completely different. And those movies seem so completely different that it's like, almost like, what the fuck are they doing in, in Avengers almost, you know? So it, it, it's just like a little jarring and, and it is like worrisome when you got that. just like you were just saying, when you got that many people, it's worrisome. It's like, how are they going to fit? I mean, it's like 20, there's like, there's literally like 20 heroes in this movie. Right. So I just like, I don't know what to expect out of it as far as like pacing and like, it it feels like it, it just feels like when you got that many people, it's going to have to immediately start with just like shit is happening immediately. There, there's no room for for any fluff in a movie with that many people in it. It's just got to jump right into what's happening. Um, but I am like, yeah, I'm excited for this film. And uh, it's going to be good to see some of these. Like, it's cool seeing like Captain America come back. You know, last time we saw him, you know, was Civil War. And that's. That's a that I mean that's a pretty that's one of the heavier of the Marvel films and I not only no, no go ahead no 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 I was just gonna say it, because you said like I need to I've seen all these movies multiple times but I need to go back and probably do a straight through rewatch of all of them because you forget where characters left off yes yeah. we forget, kept going wait yeah. I thought he was I thought he died yeah we we forget, and I mean that. and then when you think about it like not. Not only do we have like you know Thanos is showing up, but also like the last time Captain America was around, you know he split the Avengers in half basically, you know, and like him and Tony, like they they all ended on weird terms. So it's yeah. like this is the first time we're getting any of those characters basically since then. So that's other stuff you have to deal with. Um, I have a prediction of a death in this movie. Ooh. Yeah. Should I go for it? Yeah. yeah. This I is think not... Lo- oh. Whoa. I, I think Loki's going to die. Okay. Yeah. That's I think that. I think he's going to die, and I think it's going to happen early on. Is that what you think, or is that what you want? Because I know no, that you don't like I, Loki. No, I do like Loki. I like Loki. I think he's been a little overused at this point, but also, if you think about it, like, Loki was the Avengers' first big villain, right? And he's the villain that we know more than any of the others. He's he's also become, you know, people like him. He's become a little like he's helped Thor out on multiple occasions. In the last Thor movie, he doesn't turn out to completely be like a piece of shit. Like oh. he's 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 had some redeeming qualities to him, and he also has you know the cube at the end of Thor. Yeah, there's a quick shot of him presenting that cube in this trailer he was supposed to you know take the avengers down in the first avenger movie for thanos and he fails at that right and i think we're gonna i think we're gonna get thanos basically being like give me that fucking stone and just and and just killing him for it and just taking him out like it's and it will be kind of a shocking Mm. thing because we he's not a hero but everybody 
Dude, I is bet kind the- of invested in him. He was the first big Avengers villain, and the new Avengers villain is just going to take him out like with ease. Yes, but don't you think they'll make us like him more right before they kill him too? Like it's going to hurt worse. Like he'll almost do a face. I mean, I, that's, how I that's what they tried. Well, I think that's what they tried to do with Thor. With right, Thor three, right. you know, we, he's basically he's right. basically a good guy in that. And and also like when you watch the the trailer, you know, when it shows Thanos putting one of the stones into the gauntlet. Right. It's, yeah. it's the blue one. Yeah. Isn't the blue one, the one from the cube? Yeah. Yeah. I think like, I definitely think that's a strong possibility. I think opening up with like setting the tone with like, we're not fucking around here. Yeah. Is- I think they're killing off a major character right away. But what's interesting is the problem, like no, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking back. No major hero has died in the Avengers series. Like, we haven't really seen uh, a major Avenger death. And, you know, you, you just got to know it's coming. Um, yeah. Well, think- I'm sure I'm sure it is either at the end of this one or... I mean, there's, there's like 20 fucking, like... I wouldn't doubt it if we get more than one, you know, right. hero death, like Avenger death. Uh-huh. But I, I, I do think we're going to get... I do think either Captain America or Tony Stark are going out at either yeah. the end of one or somewhere in two. See, to me, it makes I, the most mm-hmm. sense that a non like enhanced character could easily fall victim. Right. So like Hawkeye or like Tony Stark when he's not in a suit. Like, right. uh, yeah. 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 I've been saying Tony Stark for a while. I think I said that on an episode a couple episodes back. Cause He's up there. It would be the most impactful. It would probably be cause for whatever change needs to happen or rallying the group back together or whatever mm-hmm. is going to be like the fallout at the end of this or whenever it happens. It, I think it's going to happen in this movie at the end of the movie. I do too. And there's been there over the years, there have been like multiple rumors about, you know, deaths. And I know they've been kicking around like, script ideas for this movie for a long time. And I read that at one point and this changed whenever you remember there was the point where all the actors were like, Oh, this is our last movie. Right. And we thought like we weren't going to get any more Iron Man and all that stuff. So, um, I had read at one point that like Captain America wasn't even going to be in the first half of this movie. And Tony Stark was going to die at the end. And that was going to kind of bring Captain America out of hiding and be like, you know, I got to avenge, you know, my friend. And <laughs> obviously that's not happening. Um, but that's an interesting kind of thing. I, I, and I do think out of the two, I do think it's going to be Tony Stark. I do think he's going to get killed off in, in one of these two films. I think the cop out is that they could do a thing where, cause they're going to want Iron Man is such a, all right. So a couple things. All right. So Evangeline Lilly came out and said that yes. post infinity war, is similar to season four of Lost. And I gave all my fucks about that. <laughs> yeah, well, that sounds <laughs> great. So if you if anybody watched Lost, uh, we won't if you haven't watched it, we won't spoil it. But season four, there's there's a huge shift. There's a huge change. A lot <coughs> Frozen of Frozen Donkey Wheel. A lot of dynamics change. The story moves forward. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little, just a little bit. Just a little bit. So I think when we're thinking of that level of change and seeing the landscape of uh you know, the MCU being that much different, that kind of takes you in a couple different directions, especially since it came out this week that Marvel has right now 20 films mapped out 
after the Avengers movies. Yeah. So the, the MCU is not going away, but when you have a character as valuable as Iron Man, it almost makes me think, how do they, how can you get rid of, not get rid of, how do you let Robert Downey Jr. have his send off, but keep Iron Man possibly as a character? I could totally see them doing the kind of thing where Force Ghost. The, he's got like he <clears throat> has transmissions or something that he sets aside or well, something. I was thinking he maybe like downloads his consciousness yeah. and they implant it into somebody else. It, well, you know that that was a rumor. That that literally what you're talking about was a rumor for when Ultron came out before. So like whenever. Whenever there were rumors that Vision was going to be uh, in the film, right. and that uh, and that Paul Bettany was going to play him, and you know he's also the voice of Jarvis. There were a lot of there was a rumor, and I and I liked this rumor was that our, uh, Tony Stark was going to die, but before that happened, you know he's all he's like super tech person that he somehow did exactly what you just said, implanted kind of his consciousness to where. When, once the vision was created, instead of having Jarvis in his head, he basically had Tony Stark in his head. Okay. And I thought that was a, a, a cool way to kind of keep him around, and he could come in for the films and just do like you know an hour or two of of just recording dialogue, and he wouldn't have to be in the movie. Right. Um, they could definitely do something like that, and I mean, there have been other. Iron Man, you know, they could, they could, they could have a character, they could have someone else in an Iron Man suit that's happened in the comics. So, yeah. okay. well, and all the characters have had different iterations. There's been exactly America's right, and, and, and that's not exclusive to Marvel. That's you know all. Comics. Yeah, they all do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, did you? No, I was just going to agree. So, I think what's really interesting as we move forward and we look at the landscape is that, like, as far as Robert Downey Jr. goes, like. He really has had his storyline. He's had his arc. He's been to the top of the mountain. He's been to the bottom of the mountain. And now we see him in a mentor role to uh, Spider-Man. What happens to mentors? Uh, you got to lose him at some point. Oh, my God. Yeah. You are talking about some Luke Skywalker. That's what I'm talking about. Ben Kenobi. I watch Star Wars. Also, in Empire Strikes Back, it's funny when Obi-Wan shows up. It looks like Ben. Oh, it's Ben. Like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been calling him Ben for a while. Like it's, it's you know, he was Ben for like 45 minutes and then he's Obi-Wan anyway. Uh, so yeah, I, I, you're right. There's the mentor thing. Like, and how impactful would that be to God damn it. Are we going to see Peter Parker break down and just, and and rise up? Yeah, probably save the team. I can't help. I see character development and like coming of age. He's still a teenager. So yeah, it's going to be heavy. It's going to be heavy. Uh, cool. Well, so we didn't see the Guardians much in this uh, trailer, which is fine. I was, yeah, that was one of the things that I think I said that I loved this trailer, but there were, you know, I, there, I wish there's there going to be a second. Yeah. There's going to yeah. be like, this is basically a teaser trailer, I yeah. think. I think we're going to get another heavier, you know, a little more. A lot more Guardians, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I. Now I have to get adjusted to Teenage Groot. I already, like. Came around to Baby Groot. Now there's a whole new Groot you, to get a whole used new Groot. to. So. I, I think, like, it's hard for me to do this with, like, Star Wars. Um, when they put out the, like, not the TV spots. Like, apparently there's been, like, seven or eight new Star Wars trailers this week. Like, I have no interest in watching all the, all that footage. But I think I'm going to do my best to avoid as much Avengers stuff as possible. I think there's a, between Last Jedi, 
Han Solo, in Jurassic World all happening in the next six months. I think there's going to be enough to keep us busy. Yeah. I'm not going to have to pay attention to every Avengers trailer that comes out. Um, yeah. Because I, I just don't – I really – I don't want to know. I, I, I just – I want to go in as fresh as possible. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I can't wait for the next trailer and we can break it down. Yeah. Watch it over <laughs> and over again. Because that's what I said about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And though I've said in the past that it does kind of – I felt like it detracted from my experience like – when you've seen entire scenes. But still, if you love the material as much as you do, like it, as much as we do, like who cares? Just dig into it and then we'll talk about it. So There's a couple um, shots in the trailer, specifically at the end, where you see uh, Captain America, Black Panther, the Hulk, and Bucky, and then it looks like War Machine. I can't tell if it's War Machine or Iron Man, but they're all kind of uh, running, running towards the, the screen. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And like... Captain America, even his suit almost looks black and probably isn't, but like it's just very it's very visually like striking. And I when you do have this many characters, you're gonna see those team ups, right? Uh, yeah. I, I thought that was probably my favorite part of the trailer. Um and just seeing Captain America kinda rugged and kinda haggard with the longer hair and the beard, like I just I, I I've always thought that Chris Evans completely blew away every expectation that I had for him because let's face it, not another teen movie. And yeah. then, uh, you know, <laughs> fantastic four. Fantastic right. Four. Right. So I'm always impressed with him. And, um, I don't know. I really, Captain, really Captain America is also yeah. Captain America is also a character that I never liked before the movie started coming out. Like I just, you know, I did read comics, and I, I didn't read a whole lot of DC, but Marvel is what I, I did read, and I never, I just never liked Captain America. Right. But the movie, like the movie, you know, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain America is great. Like those movies are, I think, some of the best. Like Winter Winter Soldier is top, you know, is probably in the top two, I think, of the Marvel films. Right. That movie is amazing. Like they've done some great stuff with that character. Yeah. Right. Um, one of my favorite things to observe in the trailer is that all of their costumes are like slick and cool and futuristic. And then you got fucking Doctor Strange and his goddamn cape. It's so, <laughs> Collar pop. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And he's just owning it. I like I him. It. Yeah. Um, guys, I want to say something that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up, and this point really hasn't been made today. I got a little bit of a bitter feeling towards Infinity War. And the Russos who are directing it. Because as we all know, before they were officially signed on to direct these movies, they were actively pursuing they were flirting. Sony uh-huh. uh, mm. to, to do a Ghostbusters movie. And yep. while the entire world fawns over... Fawns? Yeah. They, they fawn. They fawn. Yeah, they'll while fawn. everybody's uh, going to be enjoying Infinity War including us, I think we'll always wonder, you know, what if, for, for anybody who's, and we're going to wrap it up here in a second, but the backstory is... When we lay awake at night, we, we think <laughs> about it. It's true. Uh, at the same time that Paul Feig was in discussion with Sony uh, about a Ghostbusters movie, the Russos and Channing Tatum were also in discussion with Sony about a Ghostbusters movie. And... You could read all this in the, the Sony leaked emails. I just got like a little shiver when you said and Channing Tatum because like I forgot that bit of the story and yeah. that just makes it worse. Um, 
basically, the, we haven't talked about, I don't know if we've ever talked about this super detailed. Maybe one day we'll do a whole podcast dedicated to all the versions of Ghostbusters that never happened. But basically, that's a good idea. The yeah. Russos were uh, working, they were pitching Sony with Channing. T- it was going, and this is, this was a rumor, and there has been some arguments of whether it was true or not. Uh, but Drew Pierce, who wrote Iron Man 3, um, was hired to write a story for Ghostbusters that would have been either produced or directed by the Russos, starring Channing Tatum and Chris Pratt. That is fact. That is not rumor. Ivan Reitman tried to come out and deny it. It is not. It is a fact. It was happening at the same time that Paul Feig was being courted by Sony to do a new Ghostbusters. And what happened was when Paul Feig, when they signed the deal, um, Sony was still pursuing something separate. And because the Russos and Drew Pierce and those guys were respectful dudes, they kind of bowed out because (laughs) they didn't really have interest in pursuing a completely separate thing than what was already going to be happening. And I've even read that Drew Pierce, maybe it was in the Sony leaked emails, he didn't want to go ahead and keep pitching his movie because he's actually friends and knows Katie Dippold, and he didn't want to under, like... Overshadow. Overshadow or, or, or like, undercut yeah. the other production. So, basically, it was a timing thing where Paul Feig, like, they closed their deal before the Russos could, um, and now there's a good chance that that's going to be one of the biggest... Guys, we just watched the... We've been talking about the, the, one that got the away, Infinity right? War trailer for 40 minutes. The Russos directed... Civil War, and they did um, Winter Soldier, which Jake was just talking yeah. about as one of the best movies. Yeah. And of course, those guys got their start in comedy with community and that kind of stuff. So one of the biggest what-ifs as Ghostbusters fans is what would a Russo Ghostbusters movie look like? And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say there probably wouldn't be as much soup talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. not to end on a bummer note. Uh, yeah. Hey, listen, you never know. The second Infinity War movie comes out in a year. Maybe they jump back on board and they do a Ghostbusters movie. Hey, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to kind of line up a little bit with what Sony has been talking about, trying to put up another live-action film. So you never know. You never yeah. know. I mean, That would be about the time, you know, I, I feel like a year from now will be about the time that they start trying to get ready to do that. So. Right. Well, because what's interesting is that all fell silent. Like people were talking about it and Drew Pierce kind of stopped talking about it. And Channing Tatum started, you know, he stopped talking about it. The Russos have kind of said they're not involved anymore, but like, uh, I would, if I had my number one choice, like I would say, yeah, go, I would rather see those guys take on the franchise, uh, maybe more than, you know, I'm sure there's other people who could really do it. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I think more than anything, it needs like I think they've proven themselves. Edge, yeah. yeah, I think so. Let's just see what they have in well, store. Oh yeah, let's just uh, wait and see. God, how did I pivot from excited Infinity War talk to sad Ghostbusters talk? It's can, good though. It's good though because I mean, it's not. It's good to hear about that kind of stuff that could have been, or it is very interesting to to hear about you know Ghostbuster films that didn't happen or weird ideas that there were. So yeah, yeah. I think there's enough. There's enough uh, stuff out there that at some point we can maybe put out like a timeline of events uh, that kind of tracks the progress. Um, and I, I guess I could talk about this now openly. Uh, 
I was making jokes that we had a new enemy of the podcast, but we had been trying to get, um, before Harold Ramis died, uh, we're just going full on Ghostbusters talk now. Yeah. Uh, the, the dudes from the office, uh, Gene Stepinski and Lee Eisenberg had been hired, uh, had worked on a Ghostbusters script and that was kind of the one that was in talks for a long time, 2009, 2010. At some point, uh, Eaton Cohen was brought on to uh, rewrite that script. And that was the one that was mentioned in the... Uh, that was the one that they were working on right when... They were going to go with it. That was what they were going to do. It was called uh-huh. Ghostbusters Alive Again. Uh, Eaton Cohen uh, wrote Tropic Thunder. Uh-huh. I think he's directing the brand new Will Ferrell um, and... Uh, John C. Riley, Sherlock Holmes movie. Okay. Like, so super funny, super talented guy, uh, incredible writer, and he had been brought on to do a new Ghostbusters film, and then, of course, Harold Ramis passed away, and it never happened. Um, I have been talking to Eaton Cohen uh, back and forth through email about po- about him coming on Yes, Have Some and talking about that script and talking about that process, and he was totally down to do it, uh, but at the end of the day... He didn't feel comfortable uh, for a lot of different reasons. Probably, you know, because one, it's copywritten material owned by Sony. Uh, he didn't want to betray anybody's trust over there. And it's a little hard when we're talking about, you know, the death of Harold Ramis being one of the reasons why the movie didn't get made. It's There's maybe yeah. some touchy stuff there. So, yeah. unfortunately. And with the call being in production and all that kind of stuff being full steam ahead, it's like, why even tread exactly. and retread? So, But um, he's a super nice guy and... He, you know, we talked a little bit. Um, unfortunately, for now, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. But maybe down the road, uh, it would be cool to get some more insight on that script and and what you know, another what if in the Ghostbusters world. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's about all I have to say about Ghostbusters. I'm yeah. just going to cry now. Yeah, it's going to go watch that Infinity War trailer again. I'll feel better. Yeah, yeah, that'll that. cheer you up. Needs more Marissa Tomei. Just putting Ghost it out says. there. Yeah. Would you say Ghostbusters? That'll cheer you up. (laughs) No more tears. No more tears. All right, cool. So, listen. Covered Justice League. Covered Infinity War. Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts before we sign off, folks? We're back. Yeah. I feel like we haven't done done an episode in a very long time. It's been a couple weeks. Oh, Abby, I didn't even tell you about this. Yeah. It was announced today, uh, Days of the Dead which is a convention we go to in Atlanta. Uh-huh. I had a new guest announcement today. Tell me. A little man. A little man. There's a little man. little man. That's what I call my cat Gizmo. Gizmo. It's, it's not a little, <laughs> little man. man. It's a full-grown man. Uh, yeah. And his name is Ernie Hudson. Whoa, really? Yeah. That's cool, man. Ernie's going to be there, um, and he's going to be doing, uh, like, in – Gear pictures. Are we going to be doing something too? You think we're going to be? We're going to be doing something. Georgia Ghostbusters doing an in gear picture together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> haven't seen Ernie at a convention in a couple yeah. years in Atlanta, so that'll be cool. Maybe we'll we'll get the gang back together, like a Justice League. <laughs> it's going to be like Justice League. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm Hopefully just gonna, not. I'm going to put my arm around Ernie Hudson and be like, "My man." Oh, booyah! <laughs> so. Oh no, I'm not going to do that. No, no we're not. That's <laughs> um, be like. Not. Guys, I'll be like, hey, I love this town. Hey, man, I respect everything. Start doing quotes. <laughs> Do all He'll like that. He's going to like it. Uh, no, cool. We love Ernie Hudson. He's he's definitely the uh, the connection between the movies and the, and the fans. So. Yeah. We'll see if he knows Pete Mosin. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> 
I'll, we'll see if he knows Pete Moser. We'll just see if he knows him, and then we'll kind of take that information and do what do with it what we will. That's good. Um, <laughs> I got Jake good. You got him. I got him. All right. Cool. Well. Yes. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for companies like Warner Brothers and Disney for continuing to make films for us to yammer on about. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys want to check? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you guys want to check us out, you can always go to our website, yeshavesomecast.com. Uh, we always post all of our uh, stuff up there. But really, the best way to get our episodes is go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. Uh, there's a lot of different podcast apps. I know a lot of people have uh, Apple products, so they just use iTunes. But there's also, like, I don't know. Uh, Downcast and RSS and there's all sorts. You go my Instagram. I got the link up. Link on Instagram. But the best way is to use whatever app you use for your podcast and go and click the subscribe button. That way, our episodes go to you. You don't have to do anything. We're just trying to make it easy on you guys. Um, And if you do use iTunes, uh, we can always use those uh, user reviews, stores, those five star reviews, and uh, (laughs) leave (laughs) those stores. Uh, leave us your thoughts and feelings. I like uh, going to stores. Like going Me to stores. too, like stores. Uh, Jake's going to leave us five stores. Oh, I got yeah, Target, Walmart, Walgreens, uh, yeah. CVS. So, CVS never has anything. Subscribe. We really appreciate We appreciate all of our listeners and all the participation on Yes Have Some Facebook page, which is Yes Have Some uh, Group Therapy. And listen, we just love hearing from you guys. Twitter and Instagram, at YHS Podcast. And that's about all I got. That's it. Abigail? DCU, MCU. MCU. Back and forth. Jacob Walsh, Abigail Gardner. My name's Craig Goldberg. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, We will see you soon. Like, we've been teasing. I know we've been a little bit in and out on the podcast. We've been teasing. We're working on a kind of a really cool project. And we're not going to reveal it just yet. But everybody will know more very soon. Is that safe to say? I think so, yeah. We'll either be telling you about how much fun we had doing Or that we're project, all getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> or it'll be, yes, have some. You can no longer be in the same room with each other. That's, no, we need right. it. Yes, it's good. We got the couch. Uh, cool. Well, for Jacob Walsh and Abigail Gardner, my name is Craig Goldberg saying, if you're going to wear a sweatsuit, it's better than leather pants. Definitely. <laughs> it's cold out there. It's dangerous. I'm back. Oh, booyah. All right. Oh, that's good. Bye, everyone. Night, y'all. Bye, guys.